Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 165. Before we get started, I wanted to just say thank you so much, everybody, for our episode last week. It did so well, and I was so surprised because we had taken some time off and some breaks over the holiday season, um, but we released our episode last week about Peter Pan's flight, and the feedback was great, the downloads were great, and it was something that was really fun for us to create. So we thank you um, for bearing with us, and we will be back, of course, next week covering Kilimanjaro Safaris, but this week... We have a really awesome interview to cover. Yeah, so today we are talking to Jackie from RSV Custom Creations. Jackie does a lot of things, really, um, with decals and invitations. But most recently, she also started doing Magic Band decals. So we're excited to get to know Jackie and her story. So we're going to turn it over to her so she can introduce herself and share a fun fact. Thank you for having me. Again, my name is Jackie Asta. I'm the owner of RSVP Custom Creations. I design decals for you to decorate your magic bands. And one random fact that you probably wouldn't know about me from my social media is I love dogs. I have three dogs right now. Always willing to add another dog, uh, but I am a dog lover. Do they have Disney names or just normal names? (laughs) Um, we have a German Shepherd, and I went with a German name, Fritz. Mm-hmm. And I have two little Havanese. The first one we got during Christmas time. So my favorite Christmas movie is A Christmas Story. So his name is Ralphie. And then the second one, his name is Finley. Not taken from anything. I just like the name Finley. Ooh. Yeah. But we did have a couple fish. We had LeFou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my, my daughter's fish, so we picked that name for him. After watching, of course, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, those are cute. I like all those names. <laughs> and we're dog people, too, so that's always a good thing. Yep. So I think to lay the foundation, it's always a great place to start. If you could tell us what is your Disney story? How did you fall in love with it and develop a passion for it? Um, and how has that grown over time? Sure. Uh, my family, when I was growing up, we always went to Disney. I think I remember the first time going... I was probably five years old, and we would always drive down, and we stayed at the campground. We had a tent, and we stayed at the campground. But, I mean, you're looking, this was probably the late 70s, the first time I started going. And the only hotels you had were the Polynesian and the Contemporary. And I, Polynesian, my favorite hotel ever. So every year, we would always go to Disney during Easter break. And every year, we're staying either at the campground, and then eventually in the 80s, my parents had bought timeshare off-site because they didn't have DVC yet. And it wasn't until I was married and in my mid-30s where I had two little kids that I told my husband, I'm like, we're staying at the Polynesian. So we made a reservation. It was during the Halloween party. We stayed at the Polynesian and we stayed club level. And it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Everybody loved it. And since then, we've been fortunate enough. We, my family has purchased into DVC. So we go about two to three times a year now, staying at all the DVC properties. Favorites being, of course, Polynesian and the Beach Club. 
Uh, is your contract at the Polynesian or is it Beach Club? Uh, Beach Club, and we recently just got a contract at Animal Kingdom. Oh, we just stayed at Animal Kingdom. Yes, yes, we loved it. Yep, loved it there. But Poly- Beach Club, the pool is my favorite. Polynesian, just the ambiance. And just because that's from when I was so little, that's always been my favorite place. I just mm-hmm. love the Polynesian. Oh, I love that. And we're mm-hmm. big fans of the Polynesian, too. Yeah. So I think that helps, you know, lay the groundwork for everything. But really, we're super interested in the origin story of RSVP Custom Creation. So how did all of that kind of get off the ground and what conversations had to take place for everything there? Sure. Well, my business, I started my own business in 2008, and it was invitations. So for about 10 years, I was just strictly doing invitations, wedding invitations, birthday, baby shower. And then when the magic bands came out, my daughter and I, we wanted to decorate them. So we would take nail polish and we would decorate all our bands with nail polish. And then we eventually moved on to rhinestones, you know, gluing rhinestones on to bring them out. And then I had purchased a cutting machine for my invitation business from, you know, a big arts and craft store. And as we were walking through my, through the store, we saw vinyl. And my daughter's like, Oh, could you like make swirls? to cut out so that we could just, you know, attach them to the magic bands. I was like, okay. So I, you know, bought a piece of vinyl and played around with the machine, cut out some swirls, a couple little Mickey heads, and we were decorating our bands that way. And then it just eventually grew over time. My husband's like, why don't you decorate the whole band? So I was like, okay. I'm like, I'll try doing that with the machine. So in April of 2018, we officially launched our magic band decals and we really didn't know how it was going to take off. And I just had my little cutter machine, you know, selling on the internet, these magic band decals. So that was April. By August, I had purchased another cutting machine, a little cutting machine. And business, it really surprised us how much this business was taking off how people just want to decorate their bands to fit their personality. And so that was August 18, August 2018 for their second machine. By April 2019, we had four of those cutting machines. And it was just, they weren't cutting fast enough to do the volume that we were doing, which was very surprising to us. So in April of 2019, we decided to purchase a commercial cutter, which has completely changed the amount of volume that I can do with these magic bands. I mean, it was, it was, it was really taking a toll using these small cutting machines. I mean, we would be up till midnight, 1 a.m. a lot of nights during the week and we both work. We still have jobs. This was just a side thing and it's still a side thing for now. You need the medical benefits and everything, <laughs> but um, it's just grown so much. It's it's just unbelievable how much it's grown. Well, wow, what a good problem to have, right? Isn't that everybody's <laughs> <Yeah>. dream? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I think there's an interesting conversation in there because it's something that we struggle with. Like Catherine and I will get a random idea. Like I wanted to get into screen printing at one point. And it's like, all right, should I start with a one 
screen printing machine or should we go ahead and buy the Mac Daddy with the eight rotating? <laughs> you know, okay. you can do eight different. So how would you suggest someone approach that? You know, do you buy ahead for scalability or do you only scale up your equipment as necessary? Do you kind of like the approach that you guys took or would you do it differently? I, I would not do that approach again. That it was completely the wrong way to do it. It's, but we didn't know. We just didn't know that that volume was going to take off the way it did. But that, and we were worried, you know, we were like, do we spend this money on a commercial machine? What if it plateaus? What if business goes down? We, we really weren't sure for about six months what we should do. And it just got to the point. I guess it was spring break. Uh, it was like February, March, 2019 when everybody was getting ready for spring break. And it was, it was just so overwhelming. And we were like, that's it. We have to invest in the commercial machine. It was, we just couldn't go on the way we were anymore. It just too much volume and too much time it was taking for us to do that. And the machines, I mean, these were just, you know, little machines that, that you would just use just. You know, just to do your own arts and crafts at home. They weren't meant to do this type of volume and they would break. So we'd have to go buy another machine. And we're like, the amount of money we're spending on replacing these machines, we could have had, you know, the commercial cuddle already. So that's what made the decision for us to go that way. Yeah. I think that's a really good lesson or kind of a good thing for people to hear because it is very intimidating, you know, thinking about what decision to make. And sometimes you just have to jump in and go for it because like uh-huh. you said, once you do start adding up, you know, the, the cost of the smaller ones, it does, you know, it all evens out in the end, I guess. Well, and putting, yep. a, a, putting a price on your time as well that's saved by that, uh-huh. I think is sometimes what can get lost in that value proposition of saying, all right, this one, I just have to press go and it cuts, you know, X amount instead of, you know, having to sit and slave over it until midnight or 1 a.m. Right, exactly. So I think that's, that's a really great uh, conversation. That's hopefully helpful for anybody who's in that physical products space. So what we thought was interesting too, is you said, you know, you started with the invitations, was that an easy transition for you to add the magic band decals or what did that look like? Uh, my husband had to push me. He was more like, even when I started my invitations, he was the one who would do all the research, find the software for me and, and give me that push to do it. So, and I still, I still do the invitations. I still have that business, but it was, it was him pushing me to do that. And. But the amount that the magic band decals are now 95% of the business, you know, and invitations are 5%, which I, I love designing these decals because everybody has a different personality. Like my favorite resort is the Polynesian hotel. So really one of the first magic band decals I created was a Polynesian inspired decal. I think I have it here. And it's just, uh, here you can see there's like tiki heads Ooh. on it and hibiscus flowers. So this has been very popular since I started because everybody loves the Polynesian and you can do stuff that comes off of your favorite ride. Like my, I love Expedition Everest. So I made a decal. I found a Yeti, you know, with the snow mountains. And I made that decal for all those people who love Expedition Everest. Decals for Christmas time. 
for that for Mickey's uh, very merry Christmas party. Decals for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. There's just decals for resorts, for rides, for anything that you might see in the park. You know, polka dots for Minnie Mouse because everybody you know Minnie Mouse is polka dots. So I love that creative aspect of these bands. And I see other sellers on websites, you know, trying, you know, selling the magic band decals, but you can tell who loves Disney and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you just, you have to know Disney in order to know how to design these bands that people will love. That is interesting. I've never been able to pinpoint that, but you can see that in products, mm-hmm. like especially on like um, the text t-shirts and stuff. You can say like, <laughs> Hey, what type of Disney fan are you? I hate yeah. to put people mm-hmm. in a box, but it's interesting on, on how you can kind of s- see further past just the design and the, and the thing to understand kind of where that fandom is coming from. I just, I thought of a random idea. I'm just going to throw it out there. You can, you can adopt it. No royalties okay. necessary, but scratch and sniff. Magic band decals because as you were holding up the Polynesian one, I thought oh. I would love to smell the Polynesian. <laughs> I will have to look into that. That would be really cool. Because I love these something. sandals that you can buy that smell like the Polynesian or the Beach Club. So that would be really cool. I will have to look into that. <laughs> All right, just had to or throw it out there. That would be really nice pineapple yeah. for the dole whip. <laughs> oh yeah. There's endless possibilities. You could do a pirate's mm-hmm. one with the water oh, smell. I have, you know, I did like a pirate map one where you mm-hmm. have, you know, the bones, all, all the rides. I have Jungle Cruise. I was thinking of trying to design one that has like O2H on it for the backside of water. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure that out because it's so small, the band, you know, trying to see how water would look on it. But that's what's been in my mind, trying to create an O2H band. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's funny. So something that we think was super valuable in looking at your website and your social media is that you made a tutorial for people like us who are probably pretty intimidated when they get your bands. Why did you think it was mm-hmm. important to do that? It's it is it's complicated for some people to put the decal on because I mean the band is curved. It's not something flat where you could just lie it down and press it on. It has that curve to it. So some people, at least for me, I know it's easier to apply the bands from the edge of the bands towards the center. Some people, it's easier to apply it from the center down to the end. So for these bands, it's just an easy guide for somebody to realize how to apply it. And, you know, you can make a mistake. If you make a mistake, you could just lift it back up and put it back down. And once you have it lined up correctly, you just press it firmly onto the magic band, and it's really not going to come up. I mean, I have a laminate overlay on all the decals so that water won't affect them, sunscreen won't affect them, bug spray. So they're really protected. And if you, the most important thing is you have to clean the band before you put the decal on. If it's just a sanitary, you know, sanitizing wipe, um, or rubbing alcohol, you really have to clean the band before you put the decal on. But once you get the hang of it, I mean, I love people posting the pictures of their decals on the bands. I love seeing those posts to see how they were able to easily apply it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I I mean, I don't just want to fawn over your business, but I do <laughs> think it is just there's such a value proposition intrinsically in it because this magic bands are the one, quote, free thing that you get with pretty much any kind of resort reservation, obviously, that you book. And the price point for the design magic bands that Disney sells are way above what your decals sell for. So there is just an automatic value proposition built into it. So it's kind of the, I would imagine, kind of the perfect space to be into, that it's kind of a no-brainer for someone who's interested in in taking the next step in the design process but you don't have to buy the $30 limited edition magic band like I have done multiple times. <laughs> you, you can get, yeah. you know, something featuring your favorite ride for way cheaper. Mm-hmm. And if you end up wanting to change it, you can switch your decals out multiple times before you even reach that price point of buying one straight from Disney. Yeah. I have people go buy a couple bands, a couple different design decals just for their one trip. They'll wear it a couple days. They want to switch it out. They'll take it off, clean the band, put a new decal on. Well, and some people, too, that we know are real particular about the bands that they wear. Like, they have to match, like, where you're going or your outfit or things like that. And this makes that very easy. Yeah. So that's a plus. Are you pointing at me? No. No, I was just talking with my hands. You might do that sometimes, too. You do try to plan it out, but... I just try to wear figment to Epcot. It's my only thing. Uh, yes, that's the only stipulation. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, and even, like, people that are fortunate like us that go multiple times a year, we've just got boxes of Magic Bands that we've never even opened. Because mm-hmm. we just... whenever they send them, we're just like, oh, well, we already have this color. You know, we forget to yep. decline them, and they come to the, you know... I'm looking at four right now <laughs> that we have never worn before in our entire life. Mm-hmm. And those would be perfect. You yeah. just get a decal, we put them into our rotation, and <laughs> and we're off to the races. So I think well, what it, it is, a lot of people who haven't gone to Disney before don't even realize you can pick your colors. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything about you know mag- you know Disney magical experience. They don't know how to use that. So I have one client. She was going to Disney like the other week, and she's like, "We all got gray bands." She's like, "I don't want gray." You know, so luckily she lives in New Jersey, not too far away from me. So she contacted me. She got all her custom bands, you know, so at least that that way they weren't just gray bands for her trip. They made them to what they wanted. And I also, I custom designed decals for you. So if there's something that you don't see that you want that you have in mind, you know, I will make it for you. I've had several people contact me for a certain rock band to make a pattern for them. You know, so everybody has, you know, their own personality and what they're looking for. Interesting. Do you mm-hmm. have an indication on, are most of your customers people like us who go quite often? Or is it maybe someone who goes every couple of years or is it first time people? Do you, do you have any feeling of, of where the customers lie? I have a feeling it's repeat visitors to Disney World. Um, just from listening to the people, the designs that they want or the, their interests in the parks, I can figure out, you know, if they've been there before or not. And also it, it goes in waves as well, you know, like with the opening of Star Wars Land. Oh my gosh, it was like <laughs> lightsaber decals galore that 
that people were purchasing or decals that just look like the sky, the galaxy that people were purchasing. But I, I tend to think it's people who are repeat visitors to Disney World. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. a lot of them will ask, you know, can I reuse these decals? Really, once you take them off, they're not going to be able to be reused. But you just clean your band and you can put a new, new decal right on there. Mm-hmm. Something else that we wanted to talk to you about, and I know it's kind of more specific to the wedding side of um, your business, mm-hmm. but you have been featured and written for the Huffington Post and Under 30 CEO and these other very well-known publications. Do you have any tips for someone who's looking to be connected with an outlet like that where you can get some extra exposure or something like that, or, or do those things just naturally happen? Yeah, they do not actually happen. I'd say right now, the biggest thing is social media. Social media, social media. And I contact so many Disney bloggers, bloggers, Disney travel agents have been, travel vacation planners have been fantastic because what a lot of them do is when they plan a vacation for a client, they'll leave them a gift card in their room when they check in. And they realize it's much cheaper to buy a decal for their magic band than to give them a gift card. So I have a lot of travel agents that I work with who buy decals for their clients and they send them to them before they go away on their vacation. Mm. But it really is. It's, it's social. It's social media. It's getting out there and contacting. When I was doing the invitation, it was, you know, it was paying to contact a marketing person, you know, to get into those, into the Huffington Post, into the under 30 CEO. You had to pay, you know, these marketing people to get these articles for you. But at least now with social media, all it is is sending them a couple free decals so they see my work and then they'll put me on their blog, on their blog, send the decals to their clients. I like that. I think that's really interesting that, especially with the travel agents and the um, mm-hmm. vacation planners, that they kind of see that uh, mutually beneficial, you know, what's Set the up. word? Setup. Yeah. Um, that they can give to their clients too, because that is a fun, just a fun little, you know, thank you that they can give to mm-hmm. them. And that's cute. Yeah. I'd imagine you could have some fun design because, like, both of our dads, only order gray. Like even when we order <laughs> ahead of time, gray right. every time. So I feel like you need to, there's like a humor one that you could put in there for gray ones. The funny one that I saw, or the one that made me laugh when I was looking at all the designs was the, uh, the anger one, the oh. anger management, <laughs> all of those, anything with any of those emotions, uh, they yeah. always make me laugh. And, and, and my father, him too gray and i'm like what could i do for him you know to decorate his band and my father's german so and we love epcot so i'm like oh i'm gonna make him the german flag band and put the ich bin on it with his name so that's what he wears when he goes to epcot i've got to ask baby yoda is it is it taking over your business as well (laughs) uh that is uh baby yoda inspired is (laughs) <laughs> taking it is taking over right now, yes. But I have to say, it's ever since Star Wars Land opened, the Star Wars inspired bands have been the most popular. 
Wow. Yeah, they have been the most popular. Star Wars fans are dedicated people. Oh, they yeah. They are. It's a great they time. Because I'll also make, I have um, Glow in the Dark vinyl. So I make um, people love, if they don't want a whole decorated band, if they don't want to spend, you know, uh, five to six dollars on a decorated band, they can buy for a dollar, you know, a little Glow in the Dark Mickey head to put in the center of their band. And they absolutely love that. That's a great seller. And that's been a great seller since I started. It just adds a little bit of style to the band. Yeah. yeah something sure. extra. Well, mm-hmm. to, to end this segment of the episode, we just want to hear what has been your favorite design so far. And I know that's a hard one. It's like picking your favorite dog. <laughs> <laughs> it is a hard one. Um, it has to be the Polynesian band. It was one of my very first ones, but it's just the love for the Polynesian. That It, it really is my favorite band, Polynesian. Yeah, I just, I love it there. <laughs> I think we know one of your answers to the Fast Pass round already. But we'll I say so. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. This has been a wonderful segment. It has been so you know, and encouraging and also inspiring and also enlightening, I think, to hear the story of your business and kind of how it grew and evolved. And you notice something that could make a difference in other people's uh, vacations. So I, I thank you so much for sharing and being open about all that, because I know it is helpful for our listeners. So we will take a quick break, hear a message from our partners, and then we will be back to play the Fast Pass round. As we're probably all aware, as time is limited, Our side hustle or our side business or our side project is a lot of times the thing that suffers. And we all know how important social media is to continue growing our brand and growing our exposure and reaching new people. Luckily, with a tool like Tailwind, you can automate that entire process. You can sit down on one evening and you can plan out all of your posts for the rest of the week, next two weeks, whatever works for you. And then you can know that it's going out and you're doing your due diligence to grow on social media. If you think that's something that would benefit you and your project, you can head to detourtoneverland.com forward slash tailwind. That link will also be in our bio or in our show notes, whatever it is. You know where to find it. And there you can sign up for a completely free trial. You don't want to put in a credit card. You just test it out, see if it's something that works for you. If it is, then you can convert over to one of their plans. So again, that's detoursneverland.com forward slash tailwind. Now back to the show. Perfect. So we are back, ready to play the fast pass round. So Jackie, we're going to throw out these Disney topics and you just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay. So the first one's the easy one. It's just name the Disney parks that you visited. All of them in Disney World and Disneyland, California. So of those six individual parks, which one is your favorite and why? For the majority of the time, it has been Magic Kingdom. As I have gotten older, Epcot is becoming more of a favorite. I just love walking around there and visiting the countries and trying the different wines and the different food. Mm-hmm. It is a good way to pass the time. And it's very, it's more relaxing than like running around the parks. Exactly. It's just easy, easy going. Yeah, I don't have to feel like I have to get up really early to go there. 
yes. like I do with the Magic Kingdom. Unless it's food and wine on a Saturday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one, what would be your Disney bucket list trip? Alani. Alani had been wanting to do that. I, I dread the flight there because I don't like flying, but my kids have been asking for a long time to go to Alani. So I, I already spoke to my parents, you know, trying to get a family trip together next year. As long as I don't think about the flight, the 10 hours, you know, and then what we would do is on our way over to Hawaii, we would stop at Disneyland, probably stay two nights so that my kids and my husband could see Disneyland. I think yes. if we had to redo it, I would do the same thing. I would do a layover because we stopped in LAX anyway. Yeah. If you got to go to that awful airport, you might as well get out and go to Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. It was a terrible airport. <laughs> my, my parents connected through Seattle, though, and they said that was really enjoyable. Yeah, but I think that would be a great trip. That's like the dream trip right there. Yeah. That's awesome. So next one is your favorite Disney resort. <laughs> I would imagine it's the Polynesian. What, Polynesian. What is second place? Beach Club. Mm. Yes. Yep. That is probably, is that the top of our list? I think that's the next one we want to hit. It was Animal Kingdom, and we finally checked that one off, so I think Beach Club is probably next. It's the pool, maybe. It is the pool. Yep, it is the pool. I know. we an awesome pool. We ate at Beaches and Cream on our last trip, and it was freezing. and It was like in the 40s. We were still looking at the pool like, man, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. so enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this next one, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Um, I would probably have to say, I think Kilimanjaro Safari is that animal kingdom. It's, I feel like every time you go on that ride, you see something new, a new animal. Like last time we were there, it was the baby giraffe. Saw the new baby giraffe. I just, I feel like that one, you know, there's always a little bit changing every time I go there. Whereas like, I love the Haunted Mansion. It's one of my favorite rides. But it's always the same. But it, it, it is one of my favorite rides. Mm-hmm. You saw something really cool the last time you were on the safari. Well, we had a really good safari last time. And I was surprised because it was the middle of the day. It was like 2 o'clock. So I figured it would be too hot for everybody to be out. But both cheetahs mm-hmm. were up pacing back and forth. And the hippos were out of the water. And they were just laying oh, on the... Side one hippo was standing up. That was a sight to see. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like we've had good luck recently on Kilimanjaro. Yeah, but that's a pretty good. That's a good strategy because it is always mm-hmm. different, something new. So next one, sticking with rides and attractions, which one do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment? I think Philhar Magic is due for a refurb. I think they need some new videos going on in there. Yeah. Some of them kind of... I'm not into Peter Pan, so like I could see a different one besides Peter Pan. What would you like to see in there? Uh, um, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, what would I like to see in there? I think more from Aladdin. I would like to see switch out a whole new world 
for maybe I don't know what the song is called because I've been watching the live the live action Aladdin since it came out on Disney Plus. So I love the scene when he introduces the prince into the kingdom as they walk in that whole big mm-hmm. dance and and show. So something like that would be would be awesome. That would be good. Prince yeah. Ali, I something think. very grand yeah. and fun. Yeah. I was just thinking, I had never thought about that question before. Princess and the Frog would be really great in there, oh, too. Oh, that'd be a good one. Well, you're yeah. just a big Princess and the Frog fan. You're mm-hmm. biased. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, kind of sticking on the same subject, but which land or just area within the parks brings you the most inspiration? Uh, that would be Magic Kingdom. Probably Main Street. There's just so, even just the shops, just walking through Main Street, you just get so many ideas just walking through there. It could just, it could be a pattern that you see on an article of clothing, um, something that you, you just spot on a character that not Main Street tends to be the most inspirational. Mm-hmm. Best people watching we've ever done is on Main Street. Oh, yeah. And that's another place where I feel like you can just kind of sit and relax a little more than maybe some mm-hmm. of those other places in Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Even though it's always very busy. Yeah. Well, Disneyland had had more places to sit up and down Main Street as well. I yeah. wish um, Magic Kingdom would adopt that because they had like the little porches that you could sit up on. Mm-hmm. Um, so next is our favorite segment of questions about food. So what is your favorite snack or your go-to snack? Favorite snack is the Dole Whip Pineapple Upside Down food. Ooh, so Uh, underrated. Have to have it. We tried that for the first time maybe two trips ago, and that is a game changer Mm -hmm. because you get like the best of both worlds. Yep. For sure. Um, so next one will be, what is your favorite table service and quick service restaurants? Uh, table service would have to be Ohana. Love it. You have to do that every trip. Counter service, um, Wolfgang Puck Express in mm. Disney Springs. I absolutely love their spaghetti and meatballs. Mm, and their crunchy French toast for breakfast. So breakfast or dinner. Either one, I'm happy there. This is the same for Ohana? Do you like breakfast and dinner there? I've never had breakfast at Ohana. Never, neither. Dinner is too good to pass out. (laughs) Oh, the breakfast doesn't seem like there's too much. I'd rather do like a big buffet, a Crystal Palace buffet. Mm -hmm. That I love. But Ohana dinner, I love it. I love Wolfgang Pucks. I mean, that's speaking my language. Crunchy French toast. Mm. I feel like that's everything that I need in life. Yeah. It's really good. Whenever we went to Chicken Guy and we were waiting in a really long line, for a split second we thought about switching, but we didn't. <laughs> we probably should have. We didn't like Chicken Guy. <laughs> it was a it was a letdown. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I've heard so many people were like, oh, you got to try it. But I, I don't know. Uh, we're also from Nashville, which is like all about fried chicken. chicken, chicken so everywhere. I think maybe we're spoiled. Yeah, it's just a different, different <laughs> game. Yeah. Um. So, time to talk Disney favorites. 
What um, is your favorite Disney movie? The live action Cinderella. Ooh. I, uh, I love that movie. I love that movie. Love and- it. it. It was fantastic. There was not one boring second in that movie to me. I think it has a really good message. It's very simple and it's easy to remember to have courage and be kind. I like that. Yep. Well, how's that different than the animated one? Or is it? Well, I don't think it's, but it's more explicit, I feel like, in the live action because she actually Mm -hmm. says it, you know, in the animated one, you have to do some inferring. (laughs) It's more specific. Gotcha. Gotcha. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you for explaining. Um, (laughs) Next would be your favorite Disney quote. It can either be from Walt himself or from any of the movies. It's actually have courage and be kind. Oh, spoiler (laughs) alert, Catherine. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Yep. It's a good one. It is a good one. I feel like that movie didn't perform as well. I don't know if it's just because it was like one of the first live action remakes, but. I feel like it kind of gets forgotten behind Beauty and the Beast and some, some of those of others. others that were done right after it. Yeah, it might have been because it was the first. Was mm-hmm. it the first remake? It was pretty close, I think. Yeah, I think it was. And Beauty and the Beast, it was okay. It was okay. I, I like Cinderella better. I did. Yeah. Personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland would have been early as well. But that's like a different story. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't count as much. Anything with Tim Burton, you don't count. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so last question at the Fast Pass round is your favorite Disney Parks memory. It would probably have to be the first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party that I went to. And this was probably, my, my kids were probably two, three years old. So it was probably about 10 years ago that we did that for the first time. The parade, at least 10 years ago, was unlike any parade that I've ever seen in Disney. It was completely different than anything. I mean, I love the Haunted Mansion and the one scene when you enter the graveyard, how they have the man, you know, with the dog, holding the dog on the leash. They were in the parade. Like they had the real life guy and a dog looked just like it walking through the parade. I was shocked. It was it was just an amazing, amazing parade. It was fabulous. It's changed, you know, over the last ten years. It has changed from that parade, but it's still by far that was the best memory. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait. We're going we went last year to the party. We're gonna go again this year to the party. Because we tend to travel in August down there. So luckily the parties start earlier and earlier. So we could be there in August for the Halloween party. Yeah, I was about to say, parties start like next month, right? Yeah. <laughs> Close. That sparked, I, I meant to ask you this earlier. Have you ever, when you're in the parks, seen someone wearing one of your decals on their magic band? You know, every time we go... My husband and my kids and I were looking at everybody's <laughs> to see if somebody's wearing a decal. And we were, last year we went for my son's eighth grade graduation and we went to the California Grill for dinner for his graduation. And I saw somebody just, you know, diagonal from us with a band on. 
and we were talking to our, our waitress and we told her what we did, how we designed the decals. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go ask them if they're wearing your decal. And they were wearing the decal. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. I know. That's such an exciting yeah. feeling, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yes, that was fun. My kids are like, you're not going to ask, are you? <laughs> and she did. And they're like, wow. So now they look all the time. They look at people's wrists to see what they're wearing. Yeah. Did you ever end up talking to them or did the waitress just ask? The waitress just asked. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That what, was a moment. I would imagine for any kind of creator that is just such a surreal moment. Because we were with Ryan, honorary, honorary Android, once. And he, we were just walking through Epcot. And he said, that person's wearing my shirt. <laughs> yeah. It was he. He had the courage to go up and talk to him. We would not. We would not. <laughs> One time, Catherine mm-hmm. wore a detour to Neverland shirt, and someone asked about it, and we clammed up. I was like, uh, uh, "What? I don't know what I do." Uh, yeah, not my best moment. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah. Well, awesome. This has been so fun. Last question that we ask all of our guests is if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump in, jump into this community as some sort of creator, whether it be content or want to create products like you, what would be your advice to that person? Um, I would say try, try to do it on your own as much as possible. Um, you, you will need to go out there and, you know, talk with, you know, people on social media and everything, but you know what you want to do. You, and you know, as a designer, what people will like. Go with your gut and just follow it. And really that, that's the best advice. And just try, try not to listen to other people that might be like, oh, you know, that's going to be so hard to get into. How are you going to build your business up? You know, it's probably going to be so much money to do this. My husband's been the support for me. He's been the one who's been the researcher going out there, contacting people on social media and everything. If the two of you or yourself, if you could do it on your own, that's the best thing. That is the best thing. I love that. I don't think we've ever heard that before, but I think it is really important because a lot of times that's the first thing people do is, search a YouTube channel for how do I make Disney t-shirts. Then you're copying somebody else's dream instead of carving out your own path. So I think that is so important and you don't get exposed to that negativity or people picking apart your ideas. So Mm -hmm. I think that's so valuable. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's really easy to sometimes like if you're just starting out to really take those opinions and kind of run with it instead of, maybe following what you want and that could lead you to, to a place where you don't necessarily want to be. So just kind of protecting yourself from that, especially in the beginning, I think Mm -hmm. could be a really good thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a designer, you, you you know what works, you you know what works and the other people, and it's like no offense to them, but if you don't know Disney, I'm not gonna, you know, go to you and, you know, get your thoughts. You know, you have, you have to know, you have to know the clientele you're designing for. You have to know that. That's not something that, you know, somebody who's never been to Disney can be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go design these details now. It's just not possible. You need to know the clientele that's going there. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I agree. Love it. So great. So Jackie, thank you so much for chatting with us today. We've had such a blast learning more about you and your business. The last thing, if you can remind our listeners where they can connect with you online. Oh, sure. Uh, my website is rsvpcustomcreations.com and it's got all the links to my social media as well. Perfect. So we'll put the links to all those in our show notes as well. If you want to swipe up and head over there and connect with Jackie. So thank you so much for chatting with us. We've had such a uh, blast. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.